to an invitation to Grace. I'm Hannah. And I'm Samantha. And in this episode, we will be discussing faith, what faith is, what it looks like, and how someone finds it. But before we get into the topic of what faith is, we wanted to cover why we chose our name, An Invitation to Grace, since we've been getting a lot of questions about it from everyone. Um, It actually comes from Isaiah 55, and this passage is one of invitation and opportunity. In short, it is to receive the blessings of God. It is all about welcoming his blessings and letting God become a part of our everyday lives. It is also important to note that Isaiah 55 leaves this invitation open to everyone because in Christ there is enough for all and enough for each. And it really shows that everybody is welcome and everybody can accept this invitation because God offers it to everybody. And I think one of the most profound verses that really spoke to us in Isaiah 55 was, All you who are thirsty, come to the water, as well as seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. So you see, this is really for everybody at every stage and every walk of life. God is always calling us and inviting us to be in his presence. But beyond that, it was kind of catchy. We liked the way it sounded. That's that's really honestly why we chose it. But there's a deeper meaning behind it as well. Um, but now that we've kind of explained that part, which I think was important to explain because we've actually been getting so many people are like, why did you choose that name? Um, we kind of want to open up the discussion about why, like, what is faith? What does it mean? And all of that good stuff. So I don't know if you want to start, Samantha, because it's kind of a big topic. It is a big topic, and faith is a really hard topic to tackle, Um, and we just wanted to throw out there that we are by no means, like, have all the answers. Like, we're barely adults, (laughs) Um, but then again, who really does have all the answers? Like, it's a a lifelong journey, um, for sure. And I also think faith can mean so many different things to different people. I think what makes it really hard to make a universal definition for faith, we practice Catholicism. And so faith is going to mean something different to us than maybe somebody who's an atheist or somebody who's even Christian. So I think it varies between religion, but um, between communities and between person as well. So I think it's important to, I don't think we're going to come up with a universal definition today, but I think it's important to kind of, I don't know, explore what faith means for everyone. Yeah, I really agree. And like Hannah said, we come from a Catholic background. So faith um, to us means, you know, like essentially is believing in God, um, in a God who we have never like met, we've never seen. But faith (laughs) to other people can mean um, like in a different like supreme being or it can simply be a lifestyle of how someone lives out their life. Um, And I also think it's important to point out kind of going off of what you were saying that since we are Catholic, if we do mention um, God or Jesus or any of those names and you aren't necessarily of the same faith, we aren't trying in any way to force the ideas upon you or <laughs> convert you to Catholicism. That's not what we're trying to do. Not the goal here. <laughs> wanna, yeah, not the goal. And we don't want to try to make you feel uncomfortable at all. Um, this is just the way we think about it as Catholics. Um, but we are open to different suggestions and different types of religions. And I always like to learn about new things. So um, I think both of us would be open to learning about different religions and so we're kind of just saying things how we would naturally say them and it's not we don't mean any offense by it and you can basically just substitute when we talk about God you can substitute that with um, whatever your religious beliefs are whoever you believe um, in and speak about when you talk about religious beliefs so I think that's also important to note yeah it really is and I think while we're on the topic just to address that there are aspects to every religion that can be applied to everyone's life like you may not believe in the same religion or may like be even close to converting but you may feel like a certain aspect of it really like resonates with you so like I like believe in the idea of karma and that's something 
like the Catholic Church does not teach, but it's something that resonates with me. Um, the same thing can be applied here. Like you may not agree with Catholicism, but you may be able to relate to and apply certain aspects of Catholicism in your life, regardless of religion. Yeah, I totally believe in karma as well, especially when it involves like road rage. That's definitely when <laughs> karma comes in handy. <laughs> definitely. Now I kind of want to talk about somebody in our life who we think is faithful, because I think it's easier to find faith in other people when we're talking about faith. Yeah, definitely. Okay, let's first like just think about like, I think everybody has like an idea of somebody, you know, like just to kind of picture somebody um, and what do they, you know, exhibit um, and how do like, how do they live out a faithful life? Um, and oftentimes it can be easier to recognize strong faith in others rather than yourself. So there's a lot of good that can come from looking towards others as an example of strong faith. Um, and I'm not going to name names, but like the person I'm thinking of is like <laughs> just overflowing with God's love. Like it's almost obno obnoxious. Like literally I'm like, what are you doing? Like, how is this possible? <laughs> like, but it's something that like I also strive for and to like get to that stage in life where eventually I'm just overflowing, but also um, sharing it with others because I truly believe faith and like God's love is meant to be shared. Um, otherwise, I think it just kind of undermines the whole meaning of it. We invite you to think of somebody who you, like Samantha was saying, that you find to be really faithful and then just keep them in mind throughout this entire podcast. Yeah, I think leading by example and like, like looking towards others to help guide you is like such a strong like learning tool. I also think it's kind of, we talked about it in the beginning, but for each of us, I think, even just between the two of us, our definitions of faith are very different. I don't know. I think it's just important to define faith for each of us and to share what we think it means with each other because I think it's just a term that we know and have an understanding of, but we really don't have like a solid definition for it. And so I think it'd be interesting to kind of hear what your definition of faith is versus my definition of faith because I think they are different. Yeah, I think so too. I know for me, I like, um, I truly believe faith is a gift from God and it's also a virtue. Um, it's a gift because we're never really without it. Like it's something like that we're given um, and we have to use it. So sometimes it's hidden or maybe we don't see it, um, but it's still there and it never leaves you. And it's a virtue because I think someone has to use it. Um, like I said, for it to be effective. And I think, um, we're the ones who have to make those conscious decisions like every day to like grow deeper in faith. Like what are the little things you're doing every day that's going to make you a more faithful person? I honestly don't always see faith as something that has to be religious. I think I tend to see faith as having an optimistic outlook on life. Um, and I will admit that I'm a very optimistic person. And I guess by my definition, that <laughs> makes me a very faithful person as well. But I also think that there are many challenging times um, and like any time throughout the week, I encounter a challenge and I don't feel like having faith in myself or God because it seems like the world is going to end. Those happens a lot. Um, but I think it's during those times that I found having an optimistic approach to challenging situations to be the most helpful. Um, I remember reading this quote once that essentially said worrying about a problem doesn't solve that problem. It just makes it worse. Um, so I kind of like to keep the mindset that if it's not going to matter in five years, don't spend more than five minutes worrying about it. Um, instead of worrying, try to find the good in the situation, the lessons that you might learn. Um, basically, try to find the calm within the storm. And I think so often we allow our problems involving school, work, family, friends, um, even our inner thoughts to consume our lives. 
Um, but I always wonder, what if you were just to offer those worries and fears and concerns to someone else? Um, that someone else may be God, it could be the universe or someone you trust. Um, but I think faith, in my opinion, is realizing that you are not alone and having the strength to say no to the fear that is consuming your life. Yeah, I really agree. And I think it's really profound what you're saying and such a good point about um, having strong faith in the idea that it goes hand in hand with self-confidence and like in yourself. And I think it's also important to note that faith is not something that will come overnight, that it's like, like, kind of like what I said before, like, it's an effort that you're going to make every day. Um, those little yeses that like you make. Um, and like, I know in Hebrews 11, it talks about how Noah said yes to God when God told him he needed to build an ark. And like, I don't know about you, but if God told me, hey, Samantha, you have to build an ark, I'd be like, <laughs> um, no, thanks. Um, and really, we don't have to be building arcs to be proving our faith to God um, or to whatever it is, you know? And I think that's such, like, the story of Noah is such a miraculous work of faith, but I don't think that's what God is calling us to do. I think he wants us to make a conscious effort just to say yes to those little things um, that we can do daily. Um, and that if that's praying for you, then that's like, great, like pray daily. And if it means having a more positive outlook on life, then do that. I really like that. I don't know. I haven't thought about it that way before, but I really like the way that you put that. I think it brings up the question for me, like, what does it mean to have faith and what does faith look like in different people? And I don't know if you want to take on answering that one because I honestly don't know. <laughs> um, so with that, like, I just want to like go back to like, you're, everyone's hopefully, I think, thinking of a person like they're, they've had in mind this during this time. So with the person you have in mind, um, you've already identified certain traits that go hand in hand with faith through that person. So maybe they pray a lot or maybe they go to church regularly. Maybe they're just really kind and nice to people. So whatever it is, we invite you to do the same thing in your life as well as help you grow in faith. So like, like work towards like what other people are, like what they exhibit, if that makes any sense. Yeah, no, that, that <laughs> definitely makes sense. Cause I don't know. I, I always find um, my faithful person I often think of is my mom and um, she always finds kindness in everyone. And I find that to be a very faithful characteristic of even if you're super mad at someone just finding be, being empath empathetic and finding kindness in that person and so I've like I've seen oh that's something that I think of as being faithful and I find that characteristic in her so I've now tried to do the same and um like exemplify that in my life as well and it's really actually helped me a lot I've grown in faith myself because of that and so I think it's an important thing what you're saying is to find characteristics in other people that you find to be really faithful and then maybe try to exemplify those in your own life. And I think for some people it might be difficult to have faith in challenging situations. Um, and like why um, it is most important to have faith during these times. Um, I know like for me, like when, like when people tell me or like when I hear people say I've lost my faith because I don't think faith is something you can ever lose it's just given to you and you choose to use it or you choose not to use it like for me that's kind of just like how I see it um so if you're gonna go through a time where you feel like you've lost your faith know that it's not really gone and I think the same thing goes for God like God never leaves you so faith can never leave you either um and I think when people say that it's um really means that their faith is hidden 
I think it really means that their faith is hidden away because of the circumstance or whatever they're going through, but it never, never leaves you. It's just kind of like just hidden. It's just a little concealed at the time. I think that kind of goes into play with, I mean, I believe that God has a plan for every one of us and um, to just have faith in that plan and that it's going to work out. Um, I don't know. I just, I don't know what you believe about that, but I just feel like he always has a plan for us and he always knows what's going to happen. Everything's going to be okay. Yeah, I really believe God has things worked out before we have a chance to do it ourselves. And I think like his plan is always greater than our plan. And I feel like I really learned that throughout the years. Like I just need to stop trying to figure things out myself. <laughs> like, um, And because there's been so many times where I spent time worrying or stressed about something, but all along God had it worked out or something happens to make me realize his hand was in this the whole time and I didn't need to try and solve it myself. Um, and I try to do scripture reflection every night, try being the key word. Um, and a few nights ago, I was reflecting over Hebrews 11, which is an awesome reading about faith and realized walking in faith does not mean you'll always know what will happen. That walking in faith means completely trusting God. Um, and I also realized that faith in God includes faith in his timing. Like there's been so many times when I've been worked up and anxious about something. And then it turns out I didn't need to do that because everything fell into place perfectly in God's timing. So it's really about like, for me, like learning to let go and then have complete faith in God and trusting that he will carry and uplift you. And I think when someone is able to let go completely, that's like the ultimate act of faith. Because you're saying that there's something bigger at work here and God or whoever it is to you is working. And even though um, everything is going like working and everything's going to work out like the way it's supposed to. I totally agree. And actually, while you were talking about that, it brought to mind um, a person that I used to know. I used to go to my grandparents for a sleepover almost every weekend. And it was so much fun for me because we would always go to islands and we would always go to cold stones. And it was like a nice treat and a break from <laughs> the week, the stresses of elementary school. And <laughs> and now we're and in college. Know, much worse. Um, I always remember like... After Islands, we would always go to Cold Stones because my grandparents loved um, taking my sister and I to have ice cream. And I always remember I would get the sweet cream flavored, which I don't know if you've ever tried that one. But if you haven't tried Cold Stones, I recommend getting that flavor. It's delicious. Um, but now I'm lactose intolerant, so I can't do that. <laughs> um, but after Cold Stones, we would always go visit my grandma's friend. And she was a lot older than my grandma. I remember she was, I think, in her 80s at the time. Um, but we'd always go and visit her and talk with her and kind of just play in her house because her family lived kind of far away. And so she didn't have a lot of um, young people in her house a lot. And so my sister and I would always talk to her and play um, games in her house and always made her really happy, I remember. Um, I do remember, though, there was this one week that I came home from school and my mom was on the phone with my grandma. And my mom turned to me and she said um, that my grandma's friend was diagnosed with cancer and she's then moved to a nursing home. And then um, a couple months later, my grandma called my mom again and said that the doctor said she um, didn't have very much long or didn't have much longer left to live. And I remember my grandma asking if my sister and I wanted to go visit her in the nursing home. And I was seven at the time. And my sister, I think, had just turned six. And <laughs> as a six-year-old, my sister was like, I don't really want to do any of that. I'm totally fine. Um, but I remember really wanting to go for some reason, which is kind of weird because 
I don't really like the whole sick and dying part of the hospital. I like where the babies are born. That's fun for me. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I, I never really liked going there. But I always, I remember wanting to go there and to say goodbye to her. Um, and so my grandma picked me up from school one day and I felt very special because usually it was with my sisters. So it was kind of like a one-on-one time with my grandma. And she drove me to the nursing home. And I remember walking into the room and just thinking she, my grandma's friend did not look like how she usually did. She was really emaciated and she had a bunch of um, like breathing tubes and IVs hooked up to her. And her room was just covered in flowers and cards and everything. Um, but she, she just didn't look how she used to, which I think is kind of scary for a seven-year-old. Um, and I remember talking to her about how my day at school had gone which is kind of a mundane and kind of weird thing to talk about when there's an elephant in the room. <laughs> but that's all I remember really being able to talk about. And um, my grandma started to cry because she was just so sad that her friend was passing away. And I remember she looked at me, my grandma's friend, um, she looked at me and she said, Hannah, I am in so much pain. I I just want to die. And which is like a really profound kind of not something you would say to a seven-year-old um but she just kept repeating I am in so much pain I don't know why have God hasn't taken me yet I just want to go and be with him I I just want to die and she kept repeating I just want to die I don't know why he is keeping me here over and over and over again um and I don't really know what came over me but I remember telling her that God wanted to see wanted her to see someone before she passed away and that um, she was supposed to see someone before she left this world um, so that they could both find peace with each other. And I had no clue what that who that person was. I honestly <laughs> probably did not know if that was actually the case, but I just remember feeling like I needed to say it. And I said it and um, we talked a little bit more about what I was doing in school. And then I remember saying goodbye to her. It was the last time I ever spoke to her. Um, but then the next day, my grandma called my mom, and she said that her friend had passed away. And then she asked um, to speak to me. And so I talked to her on the phone, and she said that the next day after we had left, um, her friend's sister, who had, hadn't had spoke to her in 40-plus years, they'd been gotten a really big fight and decided not to speak to each other. Um, her sister came to say goodbye to her and forgive her and tell her that she loved her. And right after her sister left the nursing home, um, her friend passed away. And I always think it's such a weird thing for me because I didn't know that was going to happen, but it ended up happening exactly how I said it was going to happen. And I think it kind of just goes to show that even when we're in immense pain, like she had cancer and she was dying and she was in so much pain and she, she just wanted what she thought was best. She just wanted to die. And God had a better plan for her and God knew that her sister was going to come see her and that her sister um, was going to mend that bond between them and make that relationship whole again. And right after that, she passed away and she got her wish and she was out of pain. Um, but I thought that was so fitting from what you were just saying that like we have to have faith in God's plan and what he has for us because it's so much greater and better and more important than anything we can ever imagine. Such an incredible story and such a great like story about faith and having holding on to faith. I'm in awe. 
<laughs> Thank you. I still am myself. <laughs> <laughs> still can't wrap your head around it. No, honestly. <laughs> so I think we were just going to like um, maybe close in prayer. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you today in prayer first to thank you for this little growing community and we feel so blessed to have such a wonderful people listening. And while we are uncertain about what our lives hold at times, we ask you to keep us strong in our faith. And as we walk this journey with you, we want to pray for each of the people listening that they grow deeper in their faith and love for you. And if someone feels as if they've lost their faith, Lord, we pray today that they realize they still have their faith and it's still within them and that you're still a working presence in their lives. Amen. On that note, for more information about our podcast and upcoming episodes, follow our Instagram account at Invitation to Grace or our Facebook group at An Invitation to Grace Podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we hope you continue to accept our invitation to Grace and enjoy and join us next time for a new and exciting episode.